0: Hey, this is Amber Birch, and you are listening to To Be Continued, The Coming Out Saga, a podcast exploring personal identity later in life. I am queer, gender fluid, and currently use they, them pronouns. I'm sure there'll be times I use terms or language that don't feel right for you, and the language I use will likely continue shifting and evolving as I also learn, change, and grow. This is part of the process I'm sharing here, and I ask that you listen with an open heart and mind. I welcome respectful engagement and polite feedback. If not with myself, then I hope you will bring your thoughts to your own community and find meaningful dialogue within yourself and the relationships in your daily life. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone back to to be continued. The podcast uh, season two episode. I don't even know, but um, I am so thrilled for today's conversation because I'm not just going to be talking with myself today. Um, I'm actually talking with a live human being who um, is such a dear person, and uh, I if this is the first time that I've actually had. A verbal, like conversation, uh, uh, audible—I should say—a conversation <laughs> with uh, my friend River. Um, hello, River.
1: Hi, hi, Amber. Uh, so nice to hear your voice.
0: It's so good to hear your voice. I mean, truly, we've been following each other um, and and like kind of seeing each other um, for what, like four years
1: something
0: like that yeah yeah like it like maybe five like um mostly through instagram and yeah like and yet you you're like I'm you know a kindred spirit in my life and (laughs) it just feels like how I mean I guess it's the world the world of social media which I mean it's brought me some Really amazing friendships, but it's also kind of surreal to to you know be able to get to year five in a friendship with somebody and then finally talk to them. <laughs> like
1: never really like seen them besides a picture or a video. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's like I feel I feel like I know you. Yeah, um, what well, you do, you know?
1: right? <laughs> you <make Yeah>.
0: <laughs> right, exactly, but. It's just, it's so, it's such a treat to actually be able to talk to you. Um, So thank you for being here and having just a conversation with me. Yeah,
1: I'm glad to be here. Thanks thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I would love if you wanted to just like share with everyone, however much you would like to share just to give people a little bit of background on who, who you are um, and you know since it's a you know kind of um, queer identity sort of journey podcast feel free to throw in and you know anything that feels comfortable and good to you and that fits with that um, but yeah tell us a little bit about yourself River. Sure.
1: Yeah so uh, I'm River I'm I'm a thinker I'm a fixer I'm a lover (laughs) very compassionate empathetic person especially when it comes to animals nature and definitely people but not every person certain people amen to that yeah yeah Uh, I've learned over the years you can't put your energy into everyone that just it's the return is not there so (laughs) yeah um yeah and I you know i My queer journey has been in a roller coaster, up and down. I think mostly I, in my earlier life, I I identified as you know straight, hetero, um, and that was sort of my experience. That was the people I was around, and um, you know, over the years of I've, I've always been different. I never really fit in with anybody, even though I had you know lots of different friends from all different groups. I um,
0: believe
1: that. Yeah, and you know it's hard to find your place when uh, you kind of fit in with everyone, but also you don't. Yeah. Um, I can I can fit in with anyone, but you know the the comfort level is varies. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I like all different kind of people. I like especially you know intellectual, stimulating deep thinking conversations that don't really end that just kind of keep going and um, yeah yeah and acts of sir you know I, I love to do stuff for people acts of service is kind of my you know my love language uh, uh and yeah i mean that's, i can
0: totally see that <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure yeah. i love to do stuff for people i love to help them and
0: yeah
1: uh, you know i've tried to be a fixer of people too and learned you know Dog, <laughs> that's not really something you can do, you know, uh, supporting is one thing, but trying to fix someone that's, uh, you know, yeah, not, not the best thing to do.
0: <laughs> that's a learning curve for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, I certainly have seen you as a lover of all kinds, um, in my years of just observing and witnessing you. You've got, seriously one of the biggest hearts um and the way that that you express that and show up for the people that you care about is just been really beautiful not just to watch but also just to experience that even from a distance to really feel like that is I feel that from you Uh, I feel that love and just that capacity that you have and um and I think that it sounds like, you know, being able to learn over time where where to put that energy and not and to be able to be discerning about about where you put that, you know, um, in relationships, you know, maybe enables you to be able to give it the way that you do. Um, yeah. and anyways, I just <laughs> think you're a pretty, pretty fantastic person. Thank you, Thank you very <laughs> much for saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was definitely excited to be able to have, you know, the conversation that you know I wanted to bring to the table today with you. Because as I, um, I guess for the, for the benefit of other people who are listening, um, you know, as we're you know in the month of February and it's you know traditionally Valentine's Day, which whatever. Um, But it, it, it brings up, uh, you know, this, for me, this, this broader, more expansive question of, of what does it look like? You know, what does love look like in a lot of different forms? Um, And I, I think that I have been particularly like just maybe because where I'm at is, is looking also at. Um, kind of experiences of platonic love in, in a deeper way um, than I've than I've really experienced before, and we'll get into that. But like just asking these questions to, you know, my Instagram following and just to to kind of start the conversation going, and was trying to just get some, um, kind of some inspiration for the episode. And when I got some of your responses, River. Um, it just like was an immediate, oh my God, I would actually love to just talk with you about this because I think that you would be such a such a fun person, such a, a thoughtful deep person to talk to about this. But also we come from some different experiences um that I think will be just really like a good balance and and um interesting exchange to be able to like hear. You know what your experiences are in some of these areas of love, um, and so, so one of my questions that I, I thought would be actually it's not my question. Um, one of uh, someone on Instagram um, offered this question um, when I, I was just asking for additional input. They just were wondering like. Just how, how do we define romance? And that's such a big question. Um, but I thought that would be kind of like a, a good starting point for conversation. Because um, I think, you know, culturally, um, I, you know, when we hear romance, we think, you know, romantic relationships, we think partnerships, we think of it being more of, you know, maybe a sexual um a sort of romance um
1: monogamy. <laughs>
0: monogamy yeah exactly there's all kinds of like automatic um like compulsory responses that we have to the this idea of romance but um, what i've been seeing uh, maybe over the last year i've been you know just noticing a little bit more of a trend and some of the people that i follow that i really like on instagram have been posting a little bit more about this idea of romancing your friends and mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, like that wasn't something I'd ever thought before. And so it just kind of like thinking about, you know, how, how do we not as a culture define romance, but like, how do you, how do you and I, like, how do you define romance? What yeah. is it, what is it? Um, what? Yeah. Like, where do you even start with that? <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I think I touched on this uh, briefly earlier. I think for me, it's, you know, active of, acts of acts of service,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, 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 being thoughtful and considerate. Those are things that I, that's just kind of who I am. And, and I enjoy, uh, putting that kind of energy into people that I care about. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and supporting them, hearing them, you know, uh, Just trying to, you know, let people know, hey, you're not alone, you know, felt similarly or, or whatever. Um, You know, those are, those are important and and there isn't enough of that in the world, I think. And everyone could use more of it.
0: Yeah, that is really true. I think, um, so I, yeah, like it's so for you, it's kind of, it sounds like taking some of, I mean, for using the kind of vernacular of love languages like like how that's kind of like how you just show up and like love any of the people in your life that Mm -hmm. that you care about and yeah yeah, so it's not like when you think of romance do you think of primarily a partner that you are with or do, do you do you have like the concept for yourself of romance being like, is that a word that you would use for friendships? Like, I'm just curious, like, cause I, I think that's new for me to think of like, Oh, like romance being something that I, I can, I can romance a friend and what um, these things that I would think that are romantic in like, you know, yeah, a partnered relationship. It's like a, a lot of those things I would, I, I would do for my friends, you know? And
1: yeah, yeah. And so- I, I think like you, it's not something I really thought of, but, but once you bring up the question, I was like, Oh, I guess I already do that. I'm already like that. And I just, that's just who, that's just kind of who I am without, um, without putting that kind of label on it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, I mean a lot of those a lot of those things are not uh you know mutually exclusive to a partnered relationship for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's like they're not there's <laughs> relationships are relationships in my, in my mind they just they're just on a spectrum like a lot of things. Um, mm. you know, some of them you live with some of them you have sex with some of them you just talk to some of them you have you know deep stimulating conversations with some all the above you know um Mm -hmm. and and yeah i mean i i never really thought about it like romancing a friend but when i look at it i'm like oh yeah i've definitely I've, i've done that i can name several people that i've sort of done that with without ever thinking of it that way I'm just like oh yeah that you know someone I care about and this is what I do when I care about people so
0: (laughs) right yeah exactly and I think that for me romance has a like if I take the um association of it being just a partnered thing out of it and I just I, I think of it as being a very intentional act that is like um yeah, very. It's it's a very thoughtful act, and it's so, a choice
1: that you're making.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm I'm nurturing something, mm-hmm. and when I choose to do certain things for anybody that uh, are to me showing that I'm paying attention, showing that I want to nurture the relationship, that is romancing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: um yeah so I think that again like this this to me is such a it's it's like um I mean in my in my queer journey I guess I um I'm just it's it's expanding and bl- blurring the lines of a lot of things for me and so I feel like um when I think about platonic love for instance um when I identified as a straight, you know, hetero, cis woman, um, I I think that, I don't know, I, I think in general, platonic love is something that's seriously downplayed. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: 100%. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's not a profound statement at all. But I just, I'm recognizing how downplayed it is and certainly I think in a lot of, I think in a lot of kind of hetero relationships, um, I think that's maybe even more the case. And so um, I, I think I, it never would have occurred to me. um, I don't know when I, when I I identified as straight to, um, to like, blur those lines between even like kind of platonic and non-platonic and just I think that testing the waters for me lately with kind of um, like okay, okay romancing friends doesn't have to be anything that like steps into like dating someone but I, I think that queerness has opened up that that can be a blurred line. And I think a blurred line in the sense that I'm realizing not every relationship can fit neatly and clearly into a, one of the boxes designated as either romantic or platonic that there even there there is a spectrum, and that each relationship is is its own thing to be defined, and that there can be varying degrees of Intimacy and different kinds of intimacy, and different kinds of affection, and so even calling something platonic can mean something very different from one friendship to the other in a way that I guess I I just never experienced when I was living as the straight person. I I think it wasn't. It just wasn't in my consciousness. It was not in my, you know, it's not a part of the cultural conditioning. Uh, and I certainly think that people who are female, female identified in some capacity, or socialized female, um, have uh, an easier time of this, in terms of it just being more acceptable and more taught that there can be uh, greater forms of intimacy in. Um, platonic friendships with each other, but uh, it's still, it. it's not like I ever went into my friendships, um, and I'm just going to say female because, you know, at that time I, I identified, you know, as female. And so um, I never went into those friendships thinking like, oh, I could possibly be attracted to my friends, <laughs> you know? Um, this could become something else other than friendship. That was never crossed my mind. And certainly as a queer person, um, pretty much any relationship that I have, there is the possibility that there could be an attraction. It's just something that I, I feel available for. It feels like a part of my orientation. And I it, I, it never was before. And so this is a totally new world. It's a new paradigm for me to live in this, to move about in friendships in this way. And so, you know, I have some newer friendships in my life since moving to the city where I can actually meet people um, with just other queer people with whom, you know, there there is some level of underlying attraction there and it's like not something that necessarily will be acted on Uh, but just recognizing that it's there and that there can be attraction without it having to lead to oh I guess this means I need to date this person you know it's like letting that attraction exist side by side while with just a friendship Um, or in the case of one of my my newer friends who has quickly become just a dear person in my life, that there can be an acknowledgement like between each other of okay, there's a little something here, there's a spark of something, there's some attraction, there is some interest here out you know that exceeds friendship, but is it something we want to pursue um not necessarily um but what would it look like for us to include other, like, greater forms of affection in our our friendship that is technically platonic, but it's platonic in a way that is, I think, more intimate and more affectionate than a lot of my other platonic friendships, and so um, I, that's a, that's been a really interesting and kind of cool experience to, to just kind of navigate that. And um, so this friend, like, you know, just as an example, you know, um, when I had recently had COVID, you know, before I tested for positive for COVID and I just thought I was kind of coming down with something you know, I, I was talking with this friend and they were like, okay, well, do you have some herbal supplements? Like they're very much like a tender and, um, a, just a giver and an active, um, let me demonstrate, let me do practical things for you sort of lover. And so that's their, one of their ways of just, I think, romancing, um, the people that they care about in their lives. And so, um, so they brought me over some things and when they came over, I was like, you know what I really want <laughs> is just, I just want to cuddle and we had already had conversations. So this wasn't just like completely out of the blue at all. And, um, so they were like, okay, <laughs> so, you know, we, we just cuddled up for like two hours. It was a very queer <laughs> experience like in the best sort of way where we're just like cuddled up in bed they're stroking my head we're watching like youtube videos of andrea gibson like doing their poetry and (laughs) who you know if you don't know andrea gibson um you're probably not queer but um (laughs) it's totally fine look them up um but and just like it was it was so sweet. And it was exactly what I needed. And it was really amazing to be able to just access that kind of intimacy without it having to come from a partner, you know? Um, And so um, that's kind of just become the norm for us. It's like, we're just like, we just love to cuddle and like very affectionate with each other. And I think that just like, Letting there be permission for that with consent from each other of what, of course, like what feels best for our relationship, I think has just caused uh, this to become something that's more expansive for me in the experience of platonic intimacy, platonic love. Um, And yeah, so... it's just, I don't know. It just feels different, I guess, is what I'm saying. Does yeah. that yeah, does that no. <laughs> make sense?
1: Yes, it does make sense. Okay. Um, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, when you're in that kind of hetero-cis mindset, platonic plutonic relationships have very strict boundaries most of the yes. time. Um, and, like, you know, some people, depending on their comfort level, they won't, you know... I, there's lots of people I know who they're not allowed to have, um, for example, uh, girl friends that are female if they're male yes. or whatever, you know. Uh, oh, no, they get, you know, all this stuff. And, like, well, that's your shit you need to deal with. But yeah. uh, that's yeah. I digress. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, that is the norm. And it's weird to me. I'm it's, like, that's weird. Right. That's, like, go to therapy, you know. like, <laughs> right. What the hell? Um right. read a closer. book. Do you know there's enough self help books out there? Jesus, read a book, learn some shit. Yeah. Um, don't just be like, oh, this is the way it is. Um but for some people that's how they operate. I'm not one of those people. I've never been one of those people. I constantly, you know, seek new information. I like to learn, I like to get different opinions. I like especially to talk to people who don't think the same way that I do, because if I, I don't want to be in the echo chamber, I mean Yeah. Yeah. It's not that helpful for me. Some, you know, sometimes it's nice for for certain things, but again, you you don't really, you can't really, in my, for me, I can't be open if I'm only hearing one side, you know, there's, I always like to say there's two sides uh, to every story or there's like two sides to every pancake, no matter how flat it is. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, there's, there's, and that's, you know, that's really simplistic. Usually there's many sides to it and, uh, but that, you know, something I always think about that, you know, no matter how true I think it is or whatever it there, it's, it's not, it's the opposite for somebody else or, you know, some, some way that I've never thought about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that, 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 uh, that, well, for me, polyamory and being not, not monog- non monogamous and sort of um, identifying that way for me, it's been like 12 years. Um, the first time I ever heard like polyamory and like, I, again, I'm one of those people who dives right in. I get super into it and like buy every book and read everything and (laughs) listen to every podcast and like, okay, I don't like this, but I do like this. And, um, so that from then it always opened it up to like, well, you know, there's all kinds of different types of polyamory. If you, you know, do research, there's, there's, you know, some who are very kind of cis hetero and have all these fucking rules and all this shit. And, and then, then there's like swingers, that aren't really, uh, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many spectrums when it comes to non-monogamy and mm-hmm. that's why I kind of started using non-monogamy instead of polyamory because as it gained popularity, the term, people thought it meant that you were just hooking up with other people. And that can be true for some people, but it isn't true necessarily for me. It's not necessarily about sex, although it can be, um, it can be a component. It isn't necessarily. And, um, people, most people don't understand that if you don't have, if you don't have experience in it or you don't have, you know, some people just aren't that way they don't have the capacity and that's fine. Um, but I, I used to like say, well, you know if you have kids or something like do you love your kids any less or any more no you love them all the same so it's not like love is not the limiting factor when it comes to non-monogamy it's time and energy for me mm. I think that's actually the case for most people
0: One of the reasons why it's cool to have this conversation with you, River, is because I didn't realize that this is something that you've been living into and exploring for 12 years, and that's a significant amount of time, and for me, it's just been a blip of time in which this has been uh, an exploration, a curiosity, a question, um, and certainly I haven't really dived into um, much practice of non-monogamy. It's been more just, um, yeah, something that I've just been very interested in having more conversation with people around and with myself around. And I certainly had seen non-monogamy up until you know, fairly recently, you know, recent years, had just seen it as, I think, a much less dimensional thing than it it truly is. And that as with so many things, there's a myriad, myriad ways that it can be defined and understood and lived out amongst people. And that it's not as simple as just having multiple partners or not. And I think that that it it had just been so simplified in my understanding prior to really um being in you know community and relationships with people who are um i who identify as non-monogamous in some in some form and and so i i just think um I think I just really appreciate how how much space there is to um, to just let relationships exist on their own terms and how much permission and freedom we have to to create those terms to you know i I know that I prefer instead of calling things rules I really. Resonate with just the the word agreements. Um, that is a takeaway from my my recent relationship uh, that I really appreciate is that uh, this idea of coming together and really trying to make agreements with each other about what we're in, and I think that that's something that seems a lot more normalized in in poly or non-monogamous orientations than it is in what I've been familiar with. Yeah, like I just think, I think of it as being expansive. Yeah, it's Um, organic.
1: It's whatever, you know, it grows, it retracts. uh, One of my favorite sort of poly terms and one I identify more with now than I did in the beginning is is what's called relationship anarchy where where there's just you know there's literally no form it's it's whatever it's free form you know it's uh it's whatever that you know poly your your partner could just be someone you play video games with or board games it could be you know someone that you only have sex with or it could be someone that you just talk to or you know like whatever it doesn't there are no bounds and when you start to put Certain, you know, when you're trying to fit everything in a box, it doesn't work. Certainly not for me. And it just, you know, it creates uh, tension. And um, Mm -hmm. like for me, I started to feel like claustrophobic, like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, shove myself in something that I don't fit in.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And maybe you did when you first were, you know, it's good to find words that you identify with. You're like, oh, yeah, I identify with that. But then it can change. And when you try and like, oh, no, I have to do this because I'm this. Um, um, I don't know it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't give you room to stay open. It makes you closed off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> and I I'm thinking of, you know, when I when I pose this question to. Um, you know, my people on Instagram. Um, I I particularly resonated with I believe this was your one of your re- responses was just talking about how you have so much love to give and it's often more than one person can handle. was that was you, right? Yeah. yeah. and I I read that and was like, oh <laughs> like because <laughs> um, I feel like that has been, uh, such a dominant experience in my life and in, in romantic relationships particularly has been um, I, I feel like the way that I show up and, and what I, I have to, to bring in, in terms of love is um, it feels like a lot. <laughs> and um, and so I, I'm wanting that a lot in return and, and often that is not what I, I'm getting. And so yeah. there's been that, that conflict, that tension, and that um, sense of just like, then I'm in these relationships that feel like I'm just getting a bunch of breadcrumbs. And, right. um, and so what kind of got me, one of the things that, so my, I guess, curiosity with just non-monogamy Started, I guess, probably like last year, um, or maybe the end of 2021. Just like more as like a, um, kind of <laughs> challenging. This is how this is how I tend to approach a lot of growth things. <laughs> is oh, that terrifies me. I guess I need to step into that.
1: <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like oh, that's really painful to touch. I guess I should touch it more. Like mm-hmm. it's like, um, so, you know, it, that serves me to, for a lot of growth, but it's also kind of a delicate dance. So honestly, non-monogamy has, it, uh, it started off for me as something that was like, oh my God, that is so deeply triggering to me mm-hmm. to think about, um, And really like, oh, can I get curious about why that's so triggering? Why does that feel so threatening? Um, Is this something, is there something for me in this that could be healing, that could be medicinal, that could surprise me if I were to learn that, okay, maybe the way to learn safety and security, which is something I've never truly experienced in romantic relationship, um, is is to actually... uh, invite in, um, some like a safe (laughs) form of, of uh, like kind of experimentation with the thing that feels so insecure, like, Mm -hmm. and so, um, because I think for me, um, yeah, that that's where it's, it started. And then over the course of this last year, kind of being in relationship primarily just with like, just with one partner. And um, having that take on many iterations over the course of the year, having a lot of things that were not working and trying to like figure out, you know, can we try it this way? Can we try it that way? Um, And and finally getting to a place towards the end of that relationship where it was like, okay, you're saying you're available for this. I'm recognizing this is like clearly not enough for me. So can I, if I were to open up and see if I could, um, you know, invite in other kinds of, of love in my life, in addition to this relationship, would that actually serve like our relationship a lot more too? And, you know, while that relationship didn't end up, like continuing it's a question that has now has now opened me up to like i don't know because i i think that um i think that um i think i i i think there's a lot of opinion on this so i don't like at all expect agreement but for like i think i think that there are people for whom monogamy can be very healthy and that can that doesn't have to be toxic and that for maybe for some people like non-monogamy might just be something that is just too triggering like and that that can just be okay but like I wonder at the point to which it's like how much how much of my trigger really is rooted in a sense of scarcity you know yeah. and and i think it really for me does largely go back to scarcity and i'm not convinced that that means that i um that i necessarily want to or or could envision myself like have like again like maybe having multiple partners like but that um and that i think is more to do with like i don't know how i like how i would balance that i don't know like um but i i know that i would have the capacity to love multiple parts you know like yeah. i just don't know but then there is that there is that sense of like but i want to be somebody's person right then, I really, really want that. And I don't know that there's something wrong with wanting that, but like, what is that rooted in? And can I get more curious about that? What does it mean to be somebody's person? Can I be somebody's person? And can we also kind of belong to other people? I mean, like belong in like not a possessive way, but you know, like we be- like I belong to myself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I like to like, I like this idea of just like in a, in a tender, like I claim you as a person in my life sort of way. Like I like that, but can that be something that is not coming from a place of scarcity? You know?
1: Yeah, no, I understand that completely. I, um I often have heard that I'm too much or those sort of things. Like you were kind of, uh, leaning towards earlier there, and um, that is an awful feeling. <laughs> and when somebody tells you, like, okay, I gotta like dial myself back, or whatever the fuck that means, try and like read between the lines because people can't just say exactly what they mean, or you know, for m- many different reasons. And um, um, you know, yeah. learning what your needs are is important. What things you know, kind of like your values. What things are really important to you, and what things do you not care about? Those are those are okay. That you don't care about everything. That you know, you don't have to agree with somebody. You don't have to believe every single thing that they do. Um, You can disagree strongly about things um, as long as you know certain criteria are met. Um, And everyone has to figure that out for themselves. Sometimes those change. All that stuff is okay. Um. Um. You know. Uh. F- everyone has to figure out what is you know where their boundaries are and 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 communicate those um, openly and honestly uh, with whomever they you know th- those things uh, uh, affect. My current partner. You know. You were talking about wanting to have someone who's your person. Um and I feel like I have that. I know that I have that with, with Izzy and I'm so grateful for that. Um, But we're still individual people and we have different values. Um, Some of them are the same, some of them aren't and um, different interests. And some of those are the same, some of them aren't. And um, uh, when we first started our Relationship. We were friends. We were friends for like a, almost two years. Okay. Um, and mostly it's because I'm not like I'm not um, an alpha in any way. Like I'm just <laughs> not. Uh, uh, never have been. Um, some of that has to do with like kind of confidence stuff. But most of it is just I'm not. I'm just I. Don't assume, and I, I'm not like the, the average person when it comes to that. And she was used to a certain, um, you know, guy for lack of a better word a, a person with the penis I don't know, a certain yeah. <laughs> dynamic that she was used to people take being, a, take,
0: yeah, take it, and charge I'm not that one. way, at all. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm not that way at all. And, and neither one of us knew what to do. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> nice queer relationship there. <laughs> yeah. We,
1: yeah. We like, Who makes uh, the move? Until, what do we do? Yeah. And it wasn't until like, there was just, you know, sort of random conversation, like, um, I think it was something like, well, oh, I never said I didn't find you attractive or that I wouldn't have sex with you. And then it was like changed the whole, like everything. Uh-huh. Oh, Oh, there's, Oh, we both, Oh, we both like each other more than just talking to each other all the time. And, you know, we, we were, well, we, we kind of, I think I, we both already sort of loved each other, um, you know, cared about each other and we talked a lot and, um, and then it moved on, you know, for more physical and, and then we were just kind of inseparable and didn't want to be apart, um, hmm. for very long and, um, not in sort of a codependent way, although that's always something that, um, I try to be aware of and sort of manage that and, sure. you know, kind of, kind of balance it and, you know, so it doesn't become, um, the uh, deleterious thing something that you know is is not good for the relationship but there's also nothing wrong with you know needing somebody it's support in certain ways and whatever having kind of roles that each other plays in, in in your life um and
0: yeah
1: i mean that has changed over the years it's been you know it's not the same as it was but it's not not in a negative way it's just kind of the evolution of relationships And I I wouldn't want to live with anybody else. I mean, she's definitely my, they're definitely my life partner. You know, that's how I feel. But I also don't, you know, I've never subscribed to like the soulmate. I think that there's multiple of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's one person. And I guess that's probably part of the reason why non-monogamy is of interest to me because I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, and I think that there's like, like we've been talking about, there's just different, um, like for example, you and I, we have similar, we don't have to talk about certain things like the, you know, we, we just work, work, as you said, kindred in, in, in certain ways. And I'm, that's something that we have together that I don't necessarily have with other people. And right. I, it's something that I care about a lot. It's something that's important to me and, um, even though I've never, you know, been beside you physically, um, I know that we, that we have that. And right. Uh, that's something that I, you know, cherish for, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's a great thing. And, um, I don't necessarily have that with, with, the, you know, with my partner that I live with in that, in that same way. And that's, that's okay. It doesn't have to be right. Um, it doesn't have to be like that there, you know, and when you, When you're like oh no it's gotta be this way it just creates all kinds of like drama in your head that you don't necessarily need to have yeah it doesn't doesn't make things easier makes it yeah
0: well and it's just kind of i mean um yeah like i i guess i'm realizing like again i i don't know where i i don't i don't really know what terms i feel like fit me in when it comes to to like relationship like style at this point um I just feel open but like in in terms of like not open as in like (laughs) the way that it would be normally used but open as in like I'm just exploring I'm curious um I feel like it can look a lot of different ways but I think that it can be very regardless of like terminology I just think that it it's it can be a very limiting way of thinking and when I um when I think of going back to this idea of just like platonic love too um, and, and just love taking many forms. um, It's like, you know, I think of, (laughs) I think, and my, and finding my person, I think that in some ways I already, I have my person. um, And that is, you know, my best friend, G, your cousin. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think what, what my friendship and relationship with G has been teaching me over the years that we've been friends um, is it's really been challenging this idea that I need to experience um, like the deepest, safest kind of love in a romantic sense. That that ha- you know that that is the the penultimate experience. Mm-hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, while I think that it would be wonderful to have that experience in addition to, you know, experiencing that in friendship, what G has offered me is an experience of this is what a safe, secure love looks like. Um, And I... I have taken that with me into <laughs> into and out of um, all of the relationships that I've been in since I've known G and that has been my kind of my my like grounding has been like regardless of what my experiences is, is with this person in this romantic relationship I have this love with G that has um just been, it's been constant. It's been, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, she's really just taught me so much about what it can look like to be in process and evolve together and to be safe Mm -hmm. in, in doing so. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm like, you know, I've, I've told you, I'm like, you, you're, you're, you've been like my greatest love that I've experienced. And if that is, my greatest love in my lifetime like I'm no less for that like I am so grateful for that and so um, of course when I posed the question of platonic love like G's response was like you and me (laughs) (laughs) the looniest love that there is Um, and and it's so true and then she also added like kind of like you know and you know we might not always be platonic. Who knows? We could we could fall in love with each other someday. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's not like that's not a possibility. But like, it's just it's 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 been that sort of stuff. Like challenges me to think outside of the box. Of where do I go to experience this? Can this be? Yeah, like whether or not I ever feel like non-monogamy is the thing that that I feel like this the most comfortable claiming like I can claim all kinds of loves and where I experience them yeah is like so much broader and more expansive than just this one relationship you know
1: yeah um, I, yeah I agree and i'm I'm kind of in that in that way with where I am in non-monogamy myself like I don't I don't really have the energy to like go date somebody else nor do I really want to necessarily Mm. like it's a lot of work there's a I mean you have to have a lot of energy and I mean Right. I'm older than I was and I don't have this <laughs> energy and desire. I don't like to stay up late. I like to go to bed early. I'm <laughs> yeah. a homebody. I want to be at home. I, I like to hang out with my dogs and my, and, the, and my partner that I, live with. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to go. I definitely don't want to go to a bar, you know, the things I'd like to do outside are mostly literally outside.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. Um, you know, like the about G, you know, she has this incredible ability to always meet somebody where they are.
0: Yeah, she does. And
1: that's what, that's one of the things that is so, I don't know, special about her that uh, I think adds to the security that you feel or and that I feel with her, uh, you know, the relationship that I have with her. yeah. Um, oh. you know no matter how long it's been since we talked or like sat down whenever we have that opportunity it's like nothing's changed you know like we have the same rapport and yeah. that is you know that's special that's not something that you have a- all the time
0: yeah no it's not No, we love you G
1: <laughs> we love you G
0: <laughs> if they're listening to this ever <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear you and I I think it's really it's really helpful for me to like um yeah, to like talk with to talk about just like your experiences and and how they've changed over the years obviously like and and how it changes with like where you're at in your you know life development and 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 just seasons of life and what you have to give and how non monogamy yeah can like it's like i don't know i i feel like the language of it sometimes like gets in the way for me and it's like more just like what actually are you available for in
1: yeah.
0: this like and and fuck the terms of it like who yeah. Like the only reason terms matter is if it helps you in communication with like the people that you're in relationship with. But like, it's like, yeah, if, if non-monogamy really for you or for anyone means sometimes like, oh yeah, I do have this dedicated partner, but really it just like, it leaves me, um, like without needing to like have such clear definitions on every, um, like relationship that I that I have, like in terms of like, yeah, like how I, um, even just how you would hierarchically allocate yourself to like different relationships, you know, just right. like it's just like they're just it's like kind of more just fluidity there of just like also just paying attention to like, yeah, like what what feels like freedom and, and, and spaciousness, but also like security and, you know, like abundance and what do you, yeah, what are, what's, what do you feel available for? And I just, I I really like, I appreciate that because I think it can just be so easy to like get locked into, oh, I don't really identify with that or I don't, I don't really, you know, like, I don't know, language sometimes for me can just get in the way. And 100%. I think that it when is- I'm just actually living it, I'm like, oh, I guess this, I actually am kind of living my own form of non-monogamy. I'm just get to decide on my terms what that looks like. And, um, and really it's like, you know, and it, and it's fluid. It can change. It can change at any time And that, that I, I like that. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. The that's one of the big turnoffs in to me with non-monogamy and the whole sort of scene, if you will, is the overabundance of terminology. And it's daunting, especially if you're not like if you're new to it. It's like you need a map and, and and there's all these sort of clicks and it's it's fucking weird. It's like high school or something and it a lot of times it gets in the way like you said it's like uh it's sort of the same thing for me personally with like being queer like mm, how do I identify what does that mean what do I have to do like do I have to use you know I identify as at first for a while it was you know I guess my whole life has been you know he he him and it, then it was like oh i'm a they but i've always and i've kind of always felt like i'm not really i don't identify strictly with with like masculine things or typical biological man things um and and it's on a spectrum and for a long first for a a period of time i was like oh i'm a they and so everything has to be they and like if someone said he or anything i would get like real mad but not necessarily say anything about it because i was still like i don't know how i'm supposed to approach this or like you have to say they or like does it even matter and now i'm like i don't know if it even really matters how somebody Uh personally for me whether they call me he she they whatever i don't i really don't even fucking care because it's, it's just about me and how i feel yeah. Um. And you know, he, he, they, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I, I'm still me. What? Yeah. And and, and you know, I um, it's sort of think the same way about about monogamy Like, there's there's too many labels, and it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> really help. It sort of is confusing, and and then you get pigeonholed into like, oh, I have to be like this, or like I have to be like that, or I can only Right. You know, search out these sort of people and like dating apps make it real hard because, oh my God. because yeah. if you're non-monogamous like me and you put that, like there's certain type of people who are very upfront about it and they'll say it in their, you know, their profile, whatever, whatever. And you have to be that way. You learn that you have to be that way because if you don't and then you, you befriend somebody or you start talking to somebody and you tell them, usually it ends real bad. They, they, you know, get triggered. They say all kinds of shit and that's the end of that and that doesn't work out. So then you learn to be real upfront with it, but then most people just they pass you off because they're like, ah, oh, they just want someone to fuck or whatever, um, or I, or they're just looking, for, they're not, they're non-committal or some shit like that, you know. And it's like, well, I guess yeah. it's kind of good because you don't really want me personally. I'm not looking for someone who who just generalizes like in that way, like, oh, you're just non-committal, like motherfucker, okay. you don't even sure. know me. Like,
0: someone's not <laughs> gonna like get curious to ask questions oh what does this mean to you you know yeah
1: yeah and 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 you know trying to sift through the swipe life the swiping situation it's you know it it gets old it's fucking exhausting and it's like (laughs) like for a long time I was like oh this is the only way to find um partners or whatever and and it's like ah maybe I'm just focusing on it too much and I need to just like kind of let it go and and like you say, kind of just be more fluid it's whatever it is you meet different people and it looks however it looks and it does you don't have to it doesn't have to be this kind of like set in stone uh thing like oh you're my this or this is my yeah. whatever and you know like w- when you started talking about hierarchy it made it made me giggle because there is definitely hierarchy, polyamory, but there's also non-hierarchical. Non-hier- so, like for every term, yeah. there's the a- there's actual the opposite. opposite, and then there's like everything <laughs> no, 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 in between.
0: I know, which is yeah. I'm like I learned, <laughs> I learned pretty quickly. I was like, I with the whole dating apps and just yeah, navigating this whole field. Um, it's like I I don't. I don't want to put certain terms sometimes out there because I, because everybody has a different idea of what that means.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So
0: like people will very clearly define like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a lesbian math, you know, um, mask of center, you Mm -hmm. know, for this or that. And I'm just like, well, um, I, or or I'm polyamorous, or, you know, I'm into, yeah, just like non-monogamy. And it's like, okay, well, I don't, all of those things mean something very different (laughs) to every person. And I, I'm like, I, I don't want to put that I am non-monogamous, because I don't want that to, I don't want it to be assumed that my non-monogamy looks the way that somebody else's non-monogamy looks. But also, I don't want to put, that I'm just monogamous because I don't want to get into a toxic not you know monogamous relationship 100 uh, so I I kind of feel like I'm like monogamish. like I am like I don't I like can and that I is a term me? that is an actual I know. term that oh it is but it's like I'm like but even that's like that means something yes <laughs> but I'm like can I just put that out there as like a A little ping of, okay, like I kind of straddle both worlds, like I I don't box me in, but like I don't, you know, (laughs) if you're like hardcore, you know, I've got to have, you know, like a monogamous relationship that looks like this, then swipe the other way. Or if you're (laughs) like, um, I am hardcore. Polly, and you know this is how I do things and I need it to look exactly like this and I'm like okay then I'm probably not your person either so like (laughs) you know and the same goes for my you know just like uh you know gender identity everything else is just like (laughs) if you I I think that's why I love gender fluid so Mm -hmm. much is because just feel like it best encapsulates like um I, it just don't, bo- don't box me in. Like, please don't. Like, I'm just yeah. like, I, whatever you think that I need to be, if you think that I need to be that all the time, that's not going to go well. Like, um, and so, um, but anyways, it's just, yeah, there, there's so much I'm, I'm I'm here and I'm realizing that we've gone, we've gone at this point a, a bit over an hour and I, mm-hmm. I want to mindful of the time, but I feel like I'm like we could keep talking about so many things.
1: <laughs> there's Here's a up. lot. Yeah, we
0: there's keep a talking lot about it. there's a lot that I know that um I would have loved to get to, but like I I think this is yeah, like it's it's been great to just hear <laughs> hear some of your just your thoughts and perspectives and experiences and yeah. Um, yeah. it's been fun.
1: Can, I'm happy to do it anytime. You know, yeah, planning. maybe
0: maybe we'll do a part two at some point. <laughs> so, All right, sounds good. Um, but um, yeah. So, anyways, someday if we, if when when we finally meet in person, I will look forward to you being. You are probably the person in my life too that I would that I would go like out on a, a hike and, and just pick up litter with and mm-hmm. sprinkle in some like crow poses along the way or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, hug some trees while we're at it. And, you know, like, so definitely. Um, I look forward to that someday <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, it will happen. Okay. It needs to. And, yeah. um, yeah, just thank you so much for <laughs> for being here. Yeah. I love you, friend.
1: I love you too, dear friend. It's been good.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone um, for just being in on this conversation. I hope it's been um, interesting in in some capacity, and um, we'll see you around. Bye. Bye-bye.